0: exquisite views of nature in a sixteenth-century book. Small enough to hold in the hand, the allure of the mirror calligraphy Monumenta, wondrous monuments of calligraphy, in the Gitti Museum's collection of manuscripts is undeniable. Hold the book close enough, and the butterflies seem to quiver before your eyes and the fruit looks good enough to eat. Butterfly, marine mollusk, and pear, script by Georg Boxkai, dated 1561-1562, Illuminations added by Joris Hofnagel, 1591-1596. Watercolors, gold and silver paint, and ink on parchment, 6 9 16 x 4 7 8 inches The J. Paul Getty Museum, Miss 20, 86.MV.527, Fall. 118. Digital Image Courtesy of Getty's Open Content Programme. This manuscript contains a collection of models for elaborate and decorative script, written during the 1560s by calligrapher Georg Boxkai. Thirty years later, artist Uris Hofnagel filled the available blank spaces with exquisitely painted naturalistic depictions of flowers, fruits, seed pods, insects, caterpillars, mollusks, lizards, frogs, mice, and other small creatures. The detail is so fine his brushstrokes are nearly invisible to the naked eye. Hofnagel's contributions completely transformed the book. His images create a unique experience, placing nature's cornucopia in the reader's hand, and inspiring awe and wonder in the late 16th-century viewer. Fast forward to 2020, and the digital age. Now, new imaging has captured the subtle hues of Hofnagel's pigments and colorants, as well as the color and surface texture of the parchment. Gessner's tulip, Echneuman fly, kidney bin, and scarlet runner bin, script by Georg Boxkai, dated 1561 to 1562, illuminations added by Joris Hofnagel, 1591 to 1596, watercolors, gold and silver paint, and ink on parchment, six and nine 16 times four and seven 8 inches. The J Paul Getty Museum, Ms. 20, 86. mv. 527, Fall. 23. Digital image courtesy of Getty's open content program. Viewable in a newly published facsimile and online, readers can now appreciate the impossibly tiny spiraling micro-writing, observe the subtle differences between the green leaves of the crossed tulips, almost feel the rusting surface of the apple, and be delighted by the hair-fine web spun by the spider. Each page of the new book reflects the quantum leaps in digital technologies since the 1992 publication of Getty's first facsimile edition. French Rose and Apple, Joris Hofnagel, Flemish, Hungarian, 1542 1600, and Georg Bokskai, Hungarian, died 1575, 1561 1562, illumination added 1591 1596, watercolors, gold and silver paint, and ink on parchment, leaf, 16.6 times 12.4 cm, 6 and 9 16 x 4 and 7 8 inches, miss 20, five hundred and twenty seven. fall. 107, no copyright, United States, rightstatements.org. Damselfly, French rose, Spanish chestnut, and spider, script by Georg Boxkai, dated 1561-1562, Illuminations added by Joris Hofnagel, 1591-1596. Watercolors, gold and silver paint, and ink on parchment, 6 9 16 x 4 7 8 inches The J. Paul Getty Museum, Miss 20, five hundred and twenty-seven. Fall. 10. Digital image courtesy of Getty's open content program. The macro X-ray fluorescence, XRF, spectrometer in position to record the distribution of chemical elements across the painted image of the sour orange. Note that the tip of the instrument is several millimetres away from the surface of the page, ensuring that the manuscript is not damaged in any way. Along with the new images, recent advances in methods of scientific analysis brought to light information about how Hofnagel painted these astonishingly lifelike depictions. Non-invasive systems that do not touch or remove anything from the surface of the page provided clues to the pigments he used in almost every brushstroke. One of these techniques, macro X-ray fluorescence, MAXRF, scanning, used a narrow beam of X-rays to map the distribution of chemical elements, for example lead, iron, copper, across the surface of the page. Knowing these elements made it possible to identify which pigments were used the macro X-ray fluorescence, XRF, spectrometer in position to record the distribution of chemical elements across the painted image of the sour orange. Note that the tip of the instrument is several millimetres away from the surface of the page, ensuring that the manuscript is not damaged in any way. Hofnagel's extraordinary illusionistic effects may seem like they depend on a whole new range of materials but his paints were found to be no different than those of generations of manuscript illuminators who came before him. It was how he used them that sets him apart. Attuned to the slightly different hues, textures, and opacities achievable by his materials, Hofnagel carefully selected each pigment to achieve the desired effect. For example, the Sour Orange was painted with several different red and yellow pigments, including Orpiment Yellow, Vermilion Red, Red lead and red ochre. sour orange, terrestrial mollusk and larkspur, script by Georg Boxkai, dated 1561 to 1562, illuminations added by Joris Hofnagel, 1591 to 1596. Watercolors, gold and silver paint and ink on parchment, 6 and 9 16 4 and 7/8 inches, the J Paul Getty Museum, MS 20 86.MV.527. Fall 33. Digital image courtesy of Getty's Open Content Program. Maps showing the distribution of elements in a detail of the sour orange. The individual dots along the edge of the rind and the lines outlining the pips are less than half a millimeter wide, highlighting the tremendous skill Hofnagel had for creating highly detailed illustrations. The element maps produced by the Macro XRF scanner shed light on how Hofnagel mixed and layered his pigments for this sour orange, the artist combined the mineral pigment orpiment yellow, seen in the arsenic map above, together with red and yellow earth pigments, captured in the map for iron, above, to create the rind. He used lead-containing pigments, either white lead and or red lead, shown in the map for lead, above, to create the distinctive outlines of the fruit's individual sections and seeds. Although this imaging technique cannot detect organic pigments, It looks like he used an organic yellow pigment on the white inner rind, to differentiate it from the white of the parchment. Throughout the book, Hofnagel selected different red and yellow pigments, exploiting each pigment's unique quality for a particular purpose. For example, to paint a dragonfly, he used the cool yellow hue of the pigment lead tin yellow to articulate its sectioned body. He also used an insect derived lake pigment, possibly cochineal, for the bright magenta leaves of the carnation. Dragonfly, Pear, Carnation, and Insect, script by Georg Boxkai, dated 1561 1562, illuminations added by Joris Hofnagel, 1591 1596. Watercolors, gold and silver paint, and ink on parchment, 6 and 9 16 4 7 8 inches. The J. Paul Getty Museum, Miss 20, 86. MV. 527, Fall. 76 digital image courtesy of Getty's open content program. Microscope detail image showing lead tin yellow, type I, used to articulate the dragonfly's body. Because it uses x-rays, macro XRF scanning can also see below the surface of the paint. Surprisingly, on one page, words hidden beneath the flower vase in the page margin at right could be seen in the lead map. What do they say? We don't know. Yet. Left a sheet of protective material is placed under the page to be studied to minimize elements in underlying pages being detected. Center and right, detail of the vase, and the mysterious words hidden under the surface paint layer but revealed in the map of lead. Even if we can't read it, this discovery may hold a clue to the creative process. Was this text something Boxguy made as a test, that Hofnagel cleverly hid beneath the vase? With intriguing discoveries like these, Entirely new questions emerge. New findings help direct future research. This manuscript will continue to fascinate all those who encounter it, now and into the future, as new technologies become available that will further reveal its wonders.